All right, all right, all right. Happy Life Studios. Welcome back with your host, Steve-O. 25 years national inspirational speaker. Who's not going to get inspired today? Are you tired of being sad and confused? Maybe you're totally clueless. Well, here comes Steve Hayes. So get ready to live the happy life. Hello, welcome back to Happy Life Studios. We want to help you become happier. You know what? I figured something out. Weirdness, and a lot of people call me weird, but I I think number one, uh, let me just do a little deep teaching on weirdness for you from someone who is, I might not be an expert on happy life. It's something I'm learning, but weirdness is something (laughs) I am, or many people would say I am an expert on. Number one, um, weirdness is relative. I mean, I might seem weird to you, but if I grabbed you and brought you into and to hang out with a bunch of my friends, you'd be the weird one, right? It, weirdness is, is relative, number one. But the, the biggest thing I want to teach you today is weirdness is hereditary. It's true. I don't know if you know that or not, but um, and I don't even know if science has proved it or not, but weirdness is hereditary. Uh, you get it from your kids. <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're a kid or a teenager listening to this podcast right now, um, you know, at one point, your parents were cool they were hip. That's why they got attracted to each other. It wasn't because there was no one else left because they were so weird. At one point, they were cool. If you look at the the yearbook, you'll see mom and dad were hip. They were cool, but then you came along. (laughs) And then came the minivan. That was the worst. The minivan comes, and then you turn into teenagers. Your kids turn into teenagers, and it isn't long before weirdness pops out. I mean, you start, you know, because I said so, that's why. You start... The stress hits and something snaps and you start sounding like your parents. You know, I brought you into this world. I can take you out and make another one look just like you, right? And we start keep grabbing our belt loop guys and pulling them up over our belly and keep sliding back down and, you know, say things like, go ahead, climb that tree. But when you fall down and break both your legs, don't come running to me, right? I mean, weirdness is just hereditary. Uh, We get it from our kids. Well, whether you believe that or not, I'm going to tell you... I want to let you in a little bit on on how God speaks to me. It's, it's kind of, I think that we got this idea that God speaks in King James Version, but I got news for you. Um, don't tell anyone, but King James is dead. I mean, he passed away a long time ago. God used to speak in Old English when Old English was being spoken. And there's some people that still speak to him in that way. That's why they're trained. I don't want to knock that. If that's how they communicate with God, if that's how you communicate, go go for it. But I'm here to tell you that that God often speaks to us in ways that are relevant for us today. And maybe you don't even believe that God speaks to you, but but I, I believe that he does because he's done it to me so many times. And it, it's turned out that it had to have been God because there's all, no one else who would have known. So I just kind of want to let you in a little bit on how God speaks to me. I mean, I... God wants to be our friend. John fifteen fifteen in the Bible says that he no longer, Jesus no longer calls us servants. He now calls us friends because God wants to be our friend. If I want to know why I'm made, I need to go back to the original. The original human beings were Adam and Eve. God made them, the Bible says in the beginning, in the beginning, he made them to walk with them and to hang out with them. And that's why God, that's what he really wants from us. He wants to, he wants to be our friend. And then the Bible says that he has made me glad. God is the one that makes us glad. He's the one that can give us a happy life. But whether you choose to want to believe in him or not, I don't want to force anything down your throat or anything like that. I also want to let you know that you, you can be happy. I want to teach you how to be happy whether you decide to follow that 
lifestyle or not. Um, that's up to you, but there are some goals, some purposes, some ways that we can actually become happier. But today I just want to tell you about one such instance where God did speak to me. God speaks to me in my voice. He, he, and I think we all tend to see God in our own image, um, you know, in our own race, in our own social strata, in our own financial situation. I think we tend to see God in our image, but the Bible says that he did make us in his image. So that, that would make sense. But I want to let you in a little bit on how God speaks to me. I was at, uh, hanging at a friend's house of mine in Southern California. And uh, when I'm in Southern California or when I'm in Florida or some of these places, I love to go for walks. I love the smell of the palm trees and the look of the palm trees and the smell of the citrus fruits. And the, I just love the smell. It smells kind of like paradise to me. And being a Midwest boy, I just, I just eat it up. So I love to go for a walk. Well, I'm hanging out with my friends at their house where I'm staying. And all of a sudden, I get this idea in my head and I feel like God is speaking to me. I feel like God says, let's go for a walk. So I'm like, cool, I do that a lot with God. I, I'll even, sometimes I'm walking with him, sometimes I'll step over on the side of the sidewalk and let him walk on the other side, and I'm getting ready to help the door. I said, guys, I'm going for a walk. God and I, Jesus and I, we're going to go for a walk. And so I start walking out the door, and all of a sudden, I come around the corner, and my friends show up, some really good friends of mine, and, and there they are. And um, Jeff and Kim show up out of nowhere, and I say, oh, Hey guys, what's up? Well, we just came over to visit. I'm like, great. So I went back inside and I was visiting with them because they were really good friends. And whenever I'm in town, I want to hang out with them as much as I can. So they showed up at the house where I was staying. So let's hang out. And when I look back in my mind, in my imagination, it's like I can see Jesus leaning on the door right there, on the on the door entrance. Like, I thought we're going to go for a walk. <laughs> and I was like, I thought we're going to hang out with Jeff and Kim. <laughs> and, and it's like, he looked at me like, I'm not amused. I thought we're, I was like, Hey, guess what? I tell everyone I'm still going on my walk. Jesus wants to go for a walk, I guess. I know it's weird, but stick with me. Okay. I wasn't even halfway down that block. And uh, God speaks to me. He says, Stephen, you know what your love language is? Now, I don't know if you've heard of a book called The Five Love Languages. Great book to read, especially to help us get along with each other. If we're in a marriage relationship, oftentimes I'm loving on my wife, but she doesn't know it because I'm doing a different language. In the same way, if I'm speaking a different language to her, she's not going to understand it because she doesn't know that language. Well, there's five love languages. I mean, I always get four of them. I can't remember what the fifth one is, but there's um, gift giving, um, quality time, uh, words of affirmation, words of encouragement. Um, acts of service and physical touch. Those are five ways that we can love each other. And if my love language is words of encouragement, which really is my love language, but for my wife, it's acts of service. So I can tell her all day long that I love her, but it isn't even registering in her mind. But if I go and clean the dishwasher out, or if I, you know, give her a back scratch or, or I do something kind for her, then she feels more love. And I felt like God spoke to me and said, Steve, you know what your love language is? It's when I do nice things for you, when you get blessed, that's how you know that I love you. Like if someone comes up to me and says, hey, I feel like God wants me to tell you that he really, really loves you. And that does happen to me when people do that. Well, immediately I'm looking around for a blessing to happen because if God loves me, that's what he's going to do. He's going to bless me. And I think a lot of people feel that way about God, right? But then what shocked me was God said this. He said, Steve, you know what my love language is? Well, I was very curious about this. And I said, no, what? He says, it's when you don't quit in the middle of the struggle when you trust me instead. Like how many times have I had, and that, that might seem weird, but as a parent, if you think about it as a parent, even if you're not a parent yet, one day you're going to have a kid and your kid's going to want to eat candy, but supper's coming up. And you know if he eats candy before supper, um, that it's not going to be good for him. 
no matter how much you try to explain to them that they're not going to get it because in their mind, candy is good. Candy equals good. That's why Halloween is amazing. I get to dress up like whatever I want and people give me candy. I mean, candy is good. Why, why could I have it earlier, but I can't have it now? I had it yesterday, but I can't have it now. No matter how much you try to explain it to your kid, he's not going to understand and he's going to think that you're being mean. And sometimes you just want to tell your kid and you do tell your kid, just trust me. I just need you to trust daddy because their mind isn't quite ready for it yet. And I got news for you. God's pretty big. I mean, if God fit into my mind, trust me, you wouldn't want to follow him. And if God fit into mankind's mind, there's no way we'd want to follow him because he's God. He's bigger than our minds, right? And sometimes he just wants us to trust him. Sometimes I don't understand why I'm going through what I'm going through, but one day I will. One day I will, but right now I don't. And at that moment, I was really going through something difficult. And I was hurt by God. I was hurt. And, and I think that's okay. We just need to be, communicate. I get hurt with my wife sometimes. She gets hurt with me. My, I get my feelings hurt by my kids or I hurt my kids' feelings. And you've got to talk through that. So I think that God knows how we're thinking anyway. We might as well tell him. So, you know, I was getting ready to tell him how I'm feeling. And, and God just said, Steve, my love language, if you want to love me, if I want to love you, the best way I can love you, Steve, is is to just give you things, do nice things for you. But and I can't tell you how many times I've got my way paid at Disneyland. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a, uh, I've gotten many times I've gotten vehicles given to me. Um, I've had all sorts of nice things done for me that just I didn't deserve them. They were just done to me, and it, I saw it as God blessing me, doing something real nice. Some might call it karma, call it whatever you want, but we all know what that feels like when that happens. But I felt like God said, Steve, the best way that you can love me is to just trust me. It's not easy to go through what you're going through, but I just want you to trust me. That's my love language is when you don't understand. For instance, when I tell my kid he can't have candy before supper, one way he could respond would be to just throw a fit, get all angry, and all of a sudden now I got to go through this whole rigmarole. Then you got discipline involved, or you know you got to correct your child, or you've got to figure out how to talk them down, or however you deal with that situation. But now that everything is escalated. Or what does it do for you when your kid says, "Okay, Dad." Oh, there's nothing better. I mean, sometimes I feel bad, but when I have to tell my child no on something, if you tell your child yes, no one likes a brat, but we always want to give our kid everything. And if we do, they turn, they turn out spoiled, right? And sometimes you have to say no. And when you say no, when your kid says, okay, dad, there is no greater way that my kid could love me than that. I mean, I expect him to treat me that way when I give him something that he wants. But when I can't give him what he wants or I won't give him what he wants because it's not good for him or whatever, and he says, okay, dad, and response is almost as though I did give him something good. There's no higher higher way of loving me in, my, in that way, in my opinion. So, you know, because I always thought that happy life meant no pain or struggles. God, if you love me, then why would you allow this? Then why would this happen? Then why is this happening over here? And why is my family this? And why did my grandfather die? And why is my marriage in shambles? And if you love me, then why? Because we think happiness means no pain and no struggles. But what if happiness means despite the pain and struggles, I'm going to give you joy? What if it means that? Because I think that it does. Pain and struggles are going to happen. Life doesn't turn out how we think. Circumstances and statistics, they don't have friends. They just are. And sometimes things happen to us that we never planned on. So if we think that, like me, when I thought that happiness meant no pain or struggles, when I was going through a pain, when I was going through a struggle, I immediately thought that God didn't truly love me. And nothing was further from the truth. But he always loved me. 
And he always wants to do good things for me and he wants to bless me, he wants to help me. But sometimes doing good means to help walk me through the difficult situations of life. When life drop kicks you in the eyeball, <laughs> you know what? We need help to get through those moments. And just because we're going through something difficult does not mean that God doesn't notice us or that God doesn't care about us. And sometimes it even feels like he's being silent. But the highest form of love we can give him is to just trust him because we will get through it. Remember, look, listen, remember, remember what you've gone through up to this point. Remember, you're still here. Remember your dreams. You are going to make it. Don't quit. Don't you give up. And just because you're going through hard times doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. God made you. He loves you and he's got a great plan for your life. Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. And you will be happy too. Hey,